Now logging in for you to lounge in. When it's about health, we'll be conversing. This is a Health Lounge podcast reaching your ears. Powered by the Philippine Digital Medicine Society, let's start the conversation. A virtual hello to everybody. In this episode, we talk about how society has slowly changed the landscape of healthcare. Social media changed the way people access information, and 79% of users look for health information online. It is time to bridge the gap and explore how healthcare providers can be social mobilizers. Let's start this conversation. Welcome to the Health Launch Podcast. I am Dr. Aika Bonavista, your host, and this podcast is an initiative of the Philippine Digital Medicine Society with the aim to educate the listeners about relevant health issues, not just in this country, but in the world through conversations with medical experts. Last week, we asked Dr. Adam, who do you think should be acting on these issues and why the inaction? Dr. Adam... Well, the FDA, Department of Health. Um, you know, if there's any, I think the, what's the Philippine Medical Association probably, if there's any doctors out there who are responsible for claims like this, then they should be looking into that as well. I don't know the ins and outs of the political system in the Philippines or anything like that. Like, I, you know, I've, never, I've only lived there for a few months here and there, you know, so I don't want to, comment and bad mouth of anybody or any establishment there when I'm sure everyone's working hard to do their job. Um, but they're the companies who, they're the associations who should be looking at these things. And I think they are. I just, I think they're up against some very powerful companies who've become very rich because of capitalism and, uh, and a society that wants to believe in natural easy cures. And then that's, made significantly worse by the health system it's not that easy to see a doctor it's expensive to see a doctor uh so there's a fee- not only are these companies doing these things but you've also got the fear of seeing a doctor as well so the whole system the whole system's hard to hard to fix and i understand why i understand why what's happening is happening i i get it hmm. Uh, I think I think even like I mean I don't I've never worked in the Philippines I you know apart from the charity stuff but I do feel that there's if we look whenever my girlfriend's or fiance's mom goes to hospital I feel there's significant like over investigation and over treatment going on and she comes out with these bills of like these massive bills and I think goodness me like if she was here she would have seen me it would have cost like 37 dollars and then she would have been treated like uh but there she's had like ct scans mris like the whole works and I think surely the system could improve a little bit there to try and reduce costs for people because I think the costs are a big concern for a lot of people right yeah, um, definitely agree with you there with regards to the improvements. Um, and I, I guess, um, yeah, we, we do have only a certain number of healthcare authorities or healthcare bodies here in the Philippines. Um, I guess um, I would chime in with my perspective wherein um, they should, you know, uh, protect 
um, the, the doctors that are voicing out their opinions and uh, putting themselves out there um, to, to talk about um, what's right and what's wrong with regards to information in healthcare. That's right. I think there's a lot of doctors who also want to give their opinion, but they're they're scared in the first place. And I think, you know, a lot of doctors also have a point and um, they want to share their perspective and what they know, their knowledge, but they're scared. So um, this is something that I think we need to empower a lot of societies to back them up, associations. So back in the COVID, well, when we're not back, we're not out of COVID yet, but last year when I was concentrating on social media more uh there was lots of people spreading like covered conspiracy theories and and um all sorts of crazy covid advice and the department of health started putting warnings out on these people uh so they, they they'd be like a poster right and it would have the person's face and then it'd be like this person spreading incorrect health information but then even there they would cover they blur the face right so the face was blurred so you couldn't even so you kind of knew who it was, but they were obviously scared of of libel. Uh, the Department of Health themselves were scared of libel. So they weren't putting the person's face out there, even though the person was spreading incorrect health information. And that, that speaks volumes for how much of a problem there is there, that the actual Department of Health themselves are scared of having legal problems. Like, there needs to be more protection to the Department of Health. <laughs> definitely um i guess the the problem there is that um our departments don't don't collaborate more with each other um it does take different stakeholders to be able to you know to cook up something of of this of this caliber and um i guess uh, to to have something that's really effective Uh, but you're right Like, like if you go back to those FDA warnings you mentioned, where these these warnings get published, and they, they get the poster and it says "Don't buy this product," "Don't," etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like, I don't understand how much impact does that have? Does anybody even, see, you know, how many people even see those warnings? Probably nobody. <laughs> like, nobody who goes around looking at the FDA website to go, "Oh, I wonder what warnings are out." <laughs> like, no, no one does that. So there needs to be a better way of raising awareness to the public when these warnings are put out. There should be a better way. Yes, exactly. And with that, what do you think, Doc Adam, would happen if, or what would be the outcome if we do not address this as soon as possible? Well, I mean, medical misinformation kills, right? So, you know, I did an experiment the other day, I'll tell you. So I, uh, there was this multi-level marketing company who I knew were making all these false health claims. So I, so I found all their distributors, right? So I had like 10 distributors and I had, a, I had like a fake account, uh, face, fake, Facebook account and, then account, and then I was sending them uh, pictures of medical illness to see what they said, right? To see if they were giving false information. So I sent this one girl a picture of a, a melanoma, a melanoma, um, and she advised the moisturizer, right? And then I said, "This is," I said, "This is Doc Adam. You just advised me to use the moisturizer for a melanoma." And she was like, "Oh no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Like, I was just, you know, it's it looks brown. It looks like a. It, I was just. She was trying to defend herself, right? She wouldn't accept that she told me to use moisturizer to treat the melanoma. Like, so 
if that if I had followed that advice and I actually had a melanoma, then I probably would have died from the melanoma because I wouldn't have got the correct health treatment that I needed to treat that skin cancer. Uh, and that's just one example out of millions and millions of examples that are going on in the Philippines at the moment. You could you could go into um, I don't know McCarthy Cinema Square and and find somebody selling some vitamins and be like, "Hi, I've got you know cancer in my." liver will this vitamin help and they'll probably say yes <laughs> it's everywhere there it's a pandemic the medical misinformation is a pandemic in the philippines uh uh and or and if it's not controlled then people will have premature deaths and die from horrible illnesses and not have the correct treatment that they needed right that's right and and, and that's why we think um like with the with the society um, that you know, um, the only way to actually maybe challenge these um, false claims, this infodemic, uh, so to speak, um, would be to empower doctors and make doctors um, more aware that they they do have a voice and their voice does matter. Um, and uh, yeah, I I, I think uh, that's the that's the best way to to combat it um, for doctors to become social mobilizers as well. Um, that's the topic that we have today. Um, and information does indeed kill. Misinformation does indeed kill. Um, so for those who are listening, um, we strongly suggest um, that if you do have any specific conditions, um, it's, it's still best to actually consult um, a physician. Yeah, that's right. Actually, a while ago, uh, before we started the podcast, we were chatting with Doc Adam that uh, we, see, we see a lot of patients who even believe more the influencer, the celebrity, but they don't want to believe the doctor who studied 10, 20, 20 years ago. Um, and that's why, you know, I think a lot of doctors know that this is happening right now. But then the thing is, we're not talking about it. So, Doc Adam, you think that medical practitioners should be debating about this false information rather that's happening, uh, should be, ha- be having a conversation um, aside from the usual talks that we have with other doctors. So, this is something that you know, we should address and uh, talk about together with other doctors. Yeah, I think we should cooperate. Not not me. I'm here. <laughs> uh, like I think that the Philippines should, uh, the, you know, the FDA should get together with the Department of Health and doctors, and there should be a, a combined effort to try and stop this. That's what I think. Yeah. Um, aside from the traditional topics, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, we 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 always have conferences with regards to diseases. What are new management for diseases? But we tend to forget um, about the, the social aspect of how people are and um, how they how they follow their health seeking behaviors. So I think that's left in the back burner. Um, it does make our treatments less effective in the long run. Exactly. So I think we already had a good discussion. I'm sure our audience want to hear more and watch more. So I just want to invite everybody to watch the upcoming um, Health Launch series uh, by 2022. We have more podcasts to come, web talks and webinars. And probably we'll have Doc Adam again 
uh, for another type of uh, show or another topic. But with that, Doc Adam, I just want to say thank you so much for spending time with us, um, making time for us. And I'm sure our viewers and listeners learned a lot from you. Personally, I learned a lot with our discussion. And probably you would like to say something as a final message to our viewers and our listeners. Um. <laughs> uh, I just, I just really hope that that we can we can do something to to help stop this spread of misinformation. Um, and even if I'm not, you know, publicly saying anything about it anymore, um, I hope that I can work with some people to to help stop some of this uh, health information. Yeah, thank you so much, Doc Adam. And probably a lot of people are wondering if they're going to see you again soon. I'm sure they miss you, your followers. Are they going to see you soon back on any platform, social media platform in the future? Uh, probably, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think we're, I think we're, uh, we're probably done. <laughs> um, I mean, that's not saying that maybe in a year or two that I might not, get the desire to do it again but uh i think with the current way the system is set up in the philippines i think that i'm only going to induce significant stress on myself if i start doing videos again uh and you know we did it for a year or two and the str- it's just too stressful <laughs> it's it's uh, you know um and you get so much you just get so much backlash you become i you actually become the bad guy for saying the right thing you know people people a lot of people become very angry at you you know for saying the saying the right thing um people see it as as that you're belittling um uh filipinos or they see it uh, uh, that i'm uh, just mocking people for no reason um that i'm uh that I should mind my own business you know people people just um, don't necessarily support it that much. Uh, yeah. And I think, uh, I think we'll probably need some time out of it, sadly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Doc Adam. And with that, we would like to thank our partners and sponsors for this episode. We would also like to thank the PDMS Events and Marketing Committee behind this initiative, our PDMS officers, and special thanks to Dave Visaya of Podcast Engineers, and A.A. Enriquez of Sunnyside Sound Studio. Please stay tuned for our PDMS merchandise launching very soon. And if you do have questions, Grace, you may reach us through our official email address, dgmedsockph at gmail.com. And to formally close, send us some love, give us a like, share, and subscribe to the different social media platforms of the Philippine Digital Medicine Society on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thank you so much for being with us in this pilot episode. Definitely more to come. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay happy. See you virtually on our next episodes. Bye! Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode. The Health Lounge is now logging off.